Why did Paul write the book of Philemon to Philemon? Today on the Minook Move, we're going to talk about that. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Move, podcast extension of The Healing Place, the podcast for examining scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what is happening here? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited because today as we begin our journey through the book of Philemon, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Caesar Kionis. How are you doing, brother? Doing good. How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm excited to have you here. I'm double excited. <laughs> <laughs> you do this all the time. This is my first time. So. I know, and I'm hyped about it. You've been <clears throat> listening to the Mimic Move for a long time. Yes. And uh, um, and you're generally like listening to while you're driving a truck, right? Yes. So, yes. so this is a different experience. <laughs> oh, man, I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, say hi to yourself in, in the future. Hey, how's it going, future me? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm excited to go through this with you today. But uh, we're we're beginning Philemon, and uh, this is one of those books that people were like, "It's so small." Like, yeah. And um, I remember when Pastor and I were talking about when he did the series, mm-hmm. uh, going through Philemon, that you know there was a lot of questions like. I mean, it's like one sermon and we did like four weeks of sermons. Oh yeah. And, uh, and we're kind of, we're going to echo that, uh, kind of structure for this Bible study. Yes, sir. Because there's a lot of depth. I feel like a lot of people, they like, they look at the Bible, they're like, they got to read like 10 pages. And it's like, no, there's, there's so much, you can get just a little bit of verses. And, um, yeah, you kind of swipe through and turn the page <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> exactly. So we're really going to get some meat today. Um, and, and dive into, um, I think the heart really of what's being said here. Um, this isn't just a survey. Um, you know, used to when we first started midweek move, uh, we did whole chapters per yes, episode. I remember that. And uh, then we're like, okay, well, let's get down to just half a chapter. And we're still doing like forty-five minutes <laughs> on half a chapter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there is a lot to unpack, and especially when the Holy Spirit moves, you know. Oh yeah. Stuff starts to happen. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, let's jump into it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start off with uh, verses one through three here. Let me read that here. It says, uh, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer, to the beloved Aphia, our Apophia, and Archippus, I can't say words today, uh, <laughs> our fellow soldier, and, the, and to the church in the house. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're going to pause right here because... yes. Even though it's just an intro, like this is like, you know, a salutation. It's like, hello. Yeah. I mean, there's typically there's a lot of depth to that. (laughs) Yeah. To whom it may concern. (laughs) But there's actually a lot happening here. Uh, Paul's identifying himself as a prisoner for Jesus. Yes. Which tells us that he's writing this while he's still in prison for preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. On top of that, this letter is not just from him, but we see it's from Timothy. Uh, Mr. Tim. Say what? Mr. Tim. Yeah, Mr. Tim. <laughs> and uh, now these are two significant leaders in the early church mm-hmm. uh, at the time. Like this would be the equivalent of like, um, I'm trying to think of a, a real life situation where this would be, well, I mean, it'd be equivalent of like, you get a letter from Scott, Pastor Scott and Pastor Matt at the same time. Yeah. It's like, and you're like, what did Whoa. I do wrong? <laughs> why are they writing to me? <laughs> what I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because um, it's addressed to Philemon, which mm-hmm. is a, he calls him as a friend and laborer. So like at first you're like okay this is like two big people but instead it's like a casual like he's saying he's a prisoner for Christ he's not saying Paul the apostle right and then he's calling Philemon a friend yeah a laborer like a fellow uh, person 
and then also to his wife and to uh, Archippus, which is interesting. This is possibly his son, but also okay. uh, a leader in the local church and to the church as a whole. And then he ends the salutation by speaking grace and peace over the household as a whole. Um, now, this is a this isn't just a casual blessing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, we have a habit of like when somebody sneezes, we go bless you. Yes. You know, we're like, like nobody knows what that means. Nobody knows. <laughs> Why are we saying bless you? Well, yeah. because a hundred years ago, people thought that if you sneeze, there was a demon. You were trying to bless the person. <laughs> you know, we just it's just habit. Everything was a demon back then. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a this is a heartfelt blessing. Yeah, it's coming from the heart. Exactly. And so this is interesting because like again, while this letter's gonna carry um, some heavy discussion, yes, uh, directed towards a, a family specifically, uh, he comes at it in a very soft and very gentle manner. Mm-hmm. Paul's not coming out, I'm Paul the Apostle, and this is what you're going to do. Right. He's like, I'm a um, a prisoner for Christ. So why do you think that is? Why do you think he's doing that? Why is he coming as a, as a fellow laborer, a prisoner for Christ instead of an apostle? Well, <clears throat> when, when I think about this, I think about all the other letters mm-hmm. that he has, that he has sent that are often for correction. Oh yeah, yeah. You're doing something wrong, and this how you correct it. And mm-hmm. those letters have come, are most often come from uh, posi- the position of authority as an apostle. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that we're gonna see later, I presume, um, he is trying to avoid that. Right. He's trying to lay a more humble ground to what's gonna be discussed mm-hmm. later through this letter. Right. And, uh, Cool. I mean, you're right. I mean, he's, he's laying this groundwork of humility for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you, your your dad, your yes. father, two two uh, great young men. They're in the other room, playing Smash Brothers right now. Yes. Um, how has this does this challenge you? This approach of, of Paul going to Philemon. Now we know that Philemon is a somebody that Paul taught, he ministered to. He it's a almost a son in the faith type situation. Yes. How does that challenge you and your approach, and maybe bring correction to your own sons? Well, <clears throat> it challenges me in the in the aspect that not everything needs to not every correction needs to come from a heart uh, uh, a hardcore you know standpoint, if you will. Not mm-hmm. everything has to be yelling. Not everything has yeah. to be you know with a wow from a whip. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't need to crack a whip right. every every time I uh, I'm bringing corrections. Sometimes that correction. Uh, 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 demands a more loving father. Yeah, more of a softer approach to to the situation. And at least in this letter, uh, we're seeing that. Yeah, we're seeing that he doesn't want to. He wants to avoid a wall of separation between uh, 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 a leader and a follower, between a father and a son. He right. doesn't want that that wall to be there. So he's right off the bat, he is taking down that wall. Mm-hmm. And to me, that shows, you know, that that wall doesn't always need to be there. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely a, it's a, we naturally, we put people in positions and we go, you know, this is that person, that person. And right. there's a time and place for positions and mm-hmm. authority. Um, I use example, just here at the church, uh, pastor Scott, um, you know, he's, he's my, he's my pastor. Uh, he is a, a mentor to me and he's my boss. Yeah. I mean, being real, he's my boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His name's on my paycheck. Yeah. But, and there's time places where I'm like, that's pastor. Mm-hmm. But the, 
there we have developed a culture here at the healing place where it's just Scott sometimes. Right. We're just hanging out. We're talking. We're doing life. And uh, sometimes he has to bring some correction. And he knows, you know, if he, he has every right to come in and just bring it down. Yeah. But he also understands if he just comes as Scott sometimes, mm-hmm. that would be better received for certain things. Right. And I was actually a witness to that uh, not long ago. We had a, uh, I think it was last month's fellowship. Mm-hmm. There was, a, there was a, a young man, first time here. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> when he introduced himself, he said, my name is Scott. Yeah. Some people call me pastor. Some people call me Scott. So people just call me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but his first, his first approach is my name is Scott. Right. He did, he left out the pastor. Right. You know, the pastors, he just left it to the side. You know, my, right now I'm Scott. Right. And that's something that, that he, that he focuses a lot is in that identity. Yeah. His identity is Scott. Mm-hmm. His identity, Paul's identity here is a fellow laborer, mm-hmm. you know. Which is interesting because in the fact that I think a lot of ministers lose that mindset. A lot of leaders lose that mindset. Yeah. They're, they're like, kinda... oh, I'm pastor. I'm reverend. I'm the apostle. So I'm like, like, what's your name? Like, right. Your name's not pastor. Well, who are you? Now, there's some people that I, <clears throat> their parents were a little weird and named them pastor or apostle and that's another conversation. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, I mean, my name is Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, your name is Caesar. Caesar. We have titles, mm-hmm. you know, but at times, but it's not wrapped up in that. I have an identity. Right. And when you, when you elevate yourself above somebody like that, you lose a level of human, humility and humanity. What we're going to see here in this letter here in a minute is Paul's really going, look, I need you to understand who I am really. And uh, so let's, let's continue on. Can you do me a favor and read verse four? Verse four. Okay. He says, I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers. Cool. Now this is a common thing in the ancient world with letters. Normally mm-hmm. after salutation, you'll speak, a, a, a you'll, you'll give thanks or a blessing of some sort that takes place. So this is, this is a, abnormal, but the vocabulary of always suggests that this is more than just a formality. This wasn't just a, you know, I don't know how to say it, but just a formality. We have those things in life. You know, we are like, you know, it's just you formally do certain things. Mm-hmm. This was a heartfelt, I genuinely pray for you on a regular basis. When I think about you, I genuinely give thanks for who you are as an individual. Right. Uh, so my question for you is, who's someone that you find yourself praying for uh, and giving thanks for regularly? Right now, <clears throat> uh, sometimes not, I'm, not gonna lie, sometimes not really by name, mm-hmm. um, but there's a uh, group of men that I gather with, yeah. small group that I gather with uh, once a week, and <clears throat> specifically for them, I pray for them every time I pray. I give thanks to God that He has put them in my life because uh, they, I mean, they're fellow laborers. Yeah, you know, they're in different seasons, uh, different seasons. And uh, we're all in different seasons. I mean, there's uh, 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 there's a young man. He's younger than me. Just had his first baby. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else has uh, 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 older uh, kids. Their kids are older. How some of them have graduated high school already. Some of them are, some of them are even older. Uh, you know, older than that. They're different seasons of their lives. And I give thanks to God that they that He has put those men of God. 
yeah. in my life to help me walk through the same seasons that they have already been through. Mm -hmm. um, among other people, yeah. you know, there's, they're not the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> These are the only guys to get prayed for ever. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You know, I have, I, I give thanks for, for, you know, honestly, all the men, all the men of God that God has put in my life. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, Every time I pray, I give thanks uh, for them. Right. And I pray to God that he bless them, you know, in their life. Uh, mm -hmm. Every time I pray. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, sir. So it is one of those things where, um, you know, it's challenging. I like you. I, it's not every time I pray. But there are people in my life that I pray for regularly. And there, we go through seasons where somebody is just, God puts it on our heart to yeah. pray for somebody. But it's not just praying for them, but giving thanks, being thankful. And sometimes that comes out of a place of contemplation. Yeah. When I find myself praying and just thanking God for what he's provided for me. And we, it's hard to, to think about it sometimes because we're so often our mindset with prayer is like, Lord, please take care of this. Lord, take care of that. Please, Lord, you know, and yeah. it's just giving thanks to God. And I feel like the, the more times that we do that, the more times we take time to listen to God, listen to what he's saying, um, and just contemplate his provision. Right. You start to realize he's provided people. Right. You know, when Paul's giving thanks for Philemon, that's because God provide. while God, while he poured out into Philemon, mm -hmm. Philemon was a blessing to him at times also. And right. so for me, like I, I sit back and I think about the people in my life. Like I, I think about you and I get thanks for you because you're a blessing to me. You know, we laugh, we talk, we, we, we nerd out about anime and, and play, oh, yeah. playing video games. You're <laughs> texting me about Warframe <laughs> and stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, I give thanks for my, my bride. Right. I give thanks for, I have a group of friends that, um, that we do ministry with and, you know, they, they bless me in different fashion, different ways. Right. And, uh, they encourage me in different ways. And that's, everyone's got their role. Everyone plays a different space in their lives. But if we give time to really thank God. For things focus on his blessings right then we begin to see people as his provision right and philemon really was a provision for paul at a certain time frame so um let's keep going yes <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i'll read this one verse five and again this is continuing off about giving prayer giving thanks for our giving thanks for him every time he prays mm -hmm. but he gets specifically hearing of your love and faith which you have towards the Lord Jesus and towards all the saints. Oh, he yeah. is so appreciative of Philemon for his love and faith that when he speaks to the Lord, he gives thanks that um, he gives thanks. And it's a significant part of his life. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, Philemon is such a different individual. He's right. so great. And this suggests that, you know, before Philemon came to know the Lord, Maybe he wasn't so loving. <laughs> but what's interesting is Paul's hearing about him, and he's 1,200 miles away. Oh, man. 1,200 miles away. That's a long way. He's hearing about Philemon and his love for people and for the, the, the body of Christ as a whole. Yeah. Um, now, for Paul, this is like hearing about a son who's gone off. Mm -hmm. And um, it's hard to exhibit habits that echo his father's teachings. Right. You know, it's, it's like, you know, hearing like your sons go off to college and they get married and they, they fly across the country and, and then you get a letter in the mail from, from Juan saying, yeah, I was working on my car the other day, dad. And I, you know, busted a, some sort of part. And I was thinking, what, how'd dad do that? And I got in there and I did that. Yeah. That's, that bolsters you. That oh, encourages yeah. you, you know? Oh yeah. That'll make me feel so proud. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's like what it's hearing now for Philemon, this would be, um, 
incredibly encouraging for him too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care how old a man gets. Yeah. If he hears that he's made his father proud, there's something that wells up inside of him. He may have ever had a greater relationship with his father at some point, but if he hears that he's made his father proud, yeah. that encourages him. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you as a father, what do you do to affirm the positive actions in your sons? In my sons? Oh, they, they love it when I do. I spoil him. I, <clears throat> you know, I take him out to eat or, or, or cook their favorite meals at home. Right. You know, I, I play, I let him play their video games, uh, video games late, mm-hmm. let him stay up late. <laughs> I mean, oh, <clears throat> as allowed, you right, know, if, allowed. If, it's, if it's a Tuesday, they're, they, they got to make school tomorrow, the next day. So, you know, but like Friday, Saturday, something like that, you know, right. or, but something that I always do and I always try the hardest to do mm-hmm. is to affirm it with my words. Yeah. Give them, you know, uh, uh, give them a hug or, or tell them I'm proud of you. Uh, uh, you did a great job or what they love the most mm-hmm. is when I get real excited and yell, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Right. I can't remember what it was. Right now, I can't remember what it was, but, but it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> they did something. I can't remember what it was. I'm I'm trying to think, but I can't. And I yelled it out just like that. I think it was last week. Yeah. And my God, their eyes just lit up. <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah, oh, great. Right. <laughs> you know, they feel excited. You yeah. know, they, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, that's so good. That's good. and it is. I mean, to hear those words coming from a father figure. Yeah. Uh, to hear even from a mentor, man, that changes something. That spurs you up. Uh, Pastor Scott was talking yesterday during uh, our men's breakfast we had here at the church, mm-hmm. talking about just different people and where they put where to put them, everything like that. And he talked right. about you have this one group of individuals. Um, he didn't call them VIPs. They called them very. I forgot what it was now. <laughs> I have to look at it later. <laughs> but um, but these are like these are like mentors. Okay. And you know, so you don't maybe not talk to them all the time. Mm-hmm. But when they call you. They're pouring into you. They're inspiring you with their words. They're calling out this inside things that are inside of you and stirring up something inside of you as a mentor. Mm-hmm. And for him, that spurs him to do even great things. Yeah. So what has been something maybe that, you know, you've had a mentor teach you? Something could be something biblical, something very practical that you that you go, Man, I remember being taught this by uh, my father or by a mentor in my life, and I live this out today. Well, it's not really something that Somebody sat down and mm-hmm. and taught me. Sure, but it's uh, it's actually something that I learned through that through people's actions. Mm-hmm. You know, through people's actions, behaviors, and 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 just you know their lifestyle. Uh, and one of those things is uh, uh, forgive uh, forgiveness, mm-hmm. and forgiving, and you know calmness. Yeah, yeah. You know, learning how to let go of things that you know that stir up like negative emotions, sort of like, you know, anger, being spiteful, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I've actually, and which actually ties in a little bit with forgive, uh, with forgiving, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes you, being a truck driver, I go through <laughs> this every day here in uh, Louisiana, you know, you have to learn to be extremely forgiving to those people that cut you off to slam on their brakes because they need to make the right turn. Right. And you have to be forgiving. <laughs> you have to keep calm and forgive. Bless them. <laughs> bless you. Bless your heart. Bless the rest of your day. I hope you make it safe. <laughs> you know, that's something I learned uh, 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 through, 
you know, from the group of guys, you mm-hmm. know, the group of men that 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 I gather with. Yeah. Uh, uh, once a week, sir. That's good. That's good. What about you? I mean, I have several mentors that spoke to me all life over the years. Um, two of them right here in this house, Pastor Scott and Pastor Matt. You know, mm-hmm. from Matt, uh, he was my youth pastor. He was when I grew up, right. and um, I was an angry young man, mm. really angry. And uh, Matt taught me how to process that, okay, and not let my emotions get over me, over me, and to just genuinely care for people. Like I, I genuinely disliked people when I was a young man. Yeah, uh, barely saved, went through some terrible stuff, and um, I was nice, but I just mm-hmm. didn't like folks. Yeah. And Matt taught me to love people again. Right. And then Scott, he, um, I've seen that man handle ridiculous situations mm. and bring correction to things that he shouldn't have had to bring. Okay. But he did it with a level of grace. He did it with some sternness, but mm-hmm. grace. And over the years, I've watched him do that, and I've had to learn. To, I've learned from him on how to walk into a difficult situation, maybe have to bring correction to somebody right. and go, this is what we're doing okay. with some grace while encouraging them going, look, you've screwed up, but this is how we're going to walk through this together. We're not going to abandon you. We're going to help restore you. And so for me, that's, I've watched these two men in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I knew I met Matt back in 99. Oh, wow. Yeah. In 1999, <laughs> I met Matt. And then, uh, <clears throat> I met Scott, uh, well, <laughs> so I kind of met him beforehand, but officially yeah. back in 2008. Okay. And I've been on staff here at the church since then with Pastor Scott. Okay. And uh, actually, fun story, I met Pastor beforehand, uh, <clears throat> pseudo through his students when he was a his youth pastor. Oh, okay. I went to college with uh, a group of, of individuals, and uh, there was a young lady and a young man that I met, and the young man had a, had a band. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the young lady, and they told me stories about this, their crazy youth pastor. And he was, you know, he was uh-huh. stern, but he was loving, caring, all those stuff. And yeah. I heard all these crazy stories. And then one day, uh, pastor comes in, uh, I was the kid's best time. He goes, Hey, yeah. I need to borrow your Zune. It was a media player that I had. And he goes, I just need some music to zone out to. It's like, okay, cool. So that, I passed him my Zune. That's kind of aging you right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so he comes into my office like 20 minutes later. He's like, why do you have this on your Zoom? And it's this, it's well, the, it's the band Exodus, which is my buddy's band. It was like kind of a, a Christian thrash metal band. Ooh. And I was like, it's, I was like, what? He goes, why do you, why is this on your Zoom? I'm like, because it's my friend's band. It's a CD. <laughs> he goes, you know this band? I was like, yeah, Austin. He's late. He's like, you know Austin? I was like, yeah. He goes, he was my worship pastor <laughs> for my youth group. I was like, what? Oh, he's like, you led worship. I taught how to play guitar. <laughs> oh wow! I was like, what? And so all of a sudden, things started clicking. I was like, "Oh, this makes so much sense." Yeah, the things I've heard about their youth pastor, and now I'm meeting Scott, and his yeah. is just his influence on them, even. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that that, that is very interesting because I think I think Pastor Scott made mention of something uh, a few weeks ago about you know stuff that you do when you're ministered. It can be ministering someone else. Yeah down the road and he was ministering to that youth pastor who was in turn ministering to you, yeah. you know, years down the road and <laughs> boom, everything's connecting now. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's wild, man. Absolutely. Oh wild. man. Oh man. Well, let's keep going. Let's keep rock and roll. Uh, yes, sir. Read verse six for us, man. Uh, verse six. Okay. That, and this is continuing, mm-hmm. uh, towards all the saints that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. All right. 
So this is kind of a been notoriously tricky verse to, to translate and to mm. dissect, but Paul seems to be praying that Philemon's active partnership in the ministry will be deepened yeah. uh, or become more effective the more he comes to the understanding of the depth of faith in the work of God in his own life. So the more he understands mm-hmm. what God is doing, the more that will spur him to do even more for God. Right, and this, this is going to be seen and acknowledged by the people around him, mm-hmm. you know, that are seeing him do these things, and people are be like, oh, wait, that's not the same guy that was before. This is new. This has got to be Jesus. So, exactly. This exactly. has got to be something else. Let's go see what it is. <laughs> Which is interesting because, I mean, that's, that's what happens in our lives. The more we get to know somebody, the more we fall in love with somebody, mm-hmm. the more we're spurred to do something for them. Right. You know, you met Barbara, you you were just, you know, oh, this is a beautiful woman. I love her. But now it's not just a beautiful woman. This is your this is your bride. Right. This is the mother of your children. Yep. You will move heaven and hell for her. Oh, definitely. The more that you've gotten to know her. Now, maybe like the first week, you're like, all right, look, you need to calm down. You know, <laughs> I, this is too much baggage for me. But now it's like, no, this is this is my family. Yeah. And the more we get to know Christ, the more we understand his work in us, the more we should be spurred to to love him yep, and to love what he loves. Yes, sir. Um, the more that you get to know how he sees people, the more we should go, I want to see people the same way. Yep. And good example. Yep. <clears throat> uh, in my younger age, ages, younger <laughs> years, uh, I was sort of a metalhead. Mm. Just hardcore, you know, the harder the better. Right. And I mean, I mean, this lovely... This lovely lady, and her favorite band is none other than little group called the Backstreet Boys. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's a um, switch up for you. <laughs> oh, definitely, man. And to attest to what you just said, uh, for Mother's Day a few years back, they mm-hmm. were in concert uh, here in Louisiana. Yeah, uh, you know, none other than. <laughs> and, you know, for Mother's Day, I bought her tickets. Oh, wow. To go with her. <laughs> go with her. You're like, <laughs> to go, go with her. <laughs> not to go with someone else. No, I'm going with you. Right. And, you know, not because I, not because I love them, but because right. I know that she loves them. Yeah. And if I'm willing to go through that for her, you know, why wouldn't I be willing to go through that, you know, something similar with Word. God? Yeah. You know, to love the things he loves. Yeah, you know, totally. to do the things he loves. Yeah, you know, I love it. So, how have you for like you as you grown with Christ? How mm-hmm. has that adjusted? The more you understand who he is and the work he's done in you, how has that changed how you approach people around you? Oh man, definitely. Yeah, a lot. Because <laughs> I was, you know, just like you said, I was, and Scott can testify to this. I was a very angry guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of reasons why, but I was a very angry individual. And, you know, ever since I gave my life to Christ, I have learned to approach people with a lot more grace. Mm. Uh, you know, thinking that this is a person that God loves. Yeah. And if this person is loved by God, Maybe I don't know them. Right. Maybe I'm not going to love them the same way. <laughs> but at least I can approach people with a, with with more with some grace. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and, and you know, to 
avoid situations and stuff like that um and kind of like give them the benefit of the doubt if you will mm-hmm. uh because uh, i mean some people you don't know what people are going through yeah and maybe you're meeting a person for the very first time and they come at you like real angry or something and <clears throat> before that uh before this i you know i would react to that yeah but in christ I have another mindset that okay maybe they're going through something mm. let's try to you know calm the situation down yeah. maybe give them a word of encouragement mm-hmm. and just kind of mellow out and diffuse the situation before it even starts word that's good that's good all right let's uh wrap this up with verse seven today it says this amen for we have great joy in consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you brother oh man so paul points out that the effect of philemon's love for his fellow believers has encouraged him greatly Mm -hmm. and he is amazed at the work that has happened in philemon's life and how it has poured out into others yes like he's like man you've this is bellowed out it's it's refreshing the people around you Uh, now obviously paul is kind of reminding philemon of his past work hoping that he will Spur him to show the kind of the same love for the situation that we're about to talk about next week with Onesimus. Right. Uh, but this brings up a powerful idea. Our actions should have a positive effect to the people around us. Mm-hmm. How do you personally encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ around you as as Caesar, yeah. as as a father, as a husband, as a as a member of, of the healing place, as yeah. a truck driver. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a nerd who plays video games. Yeah. <laughs> how does how do you encourage people around you, the brothers and sisters in Christ? Well, short answer with my actions. Mm-hmm. Not such short answer. Right. Uh, by I think by living my life in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know everything I do, doing everything I can uh, as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, working in my gift, um, and answering the calling that God has put in my heart. Mm. For example, just this past summer, end of June, we had the kids camp. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, I was offered to attend as a male leader Mm -hmm. for uh, for the kids, uh, obviously for the boys. Right. And everybody was so excited. Everybody was so hyped up that Caesar's going, Mr. Caesar's going. The kids were excited that Mr. Caesar's coming, mm-hmm. you know. And to me, that that the reason why it excites and it it encourages people is not because I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I understand, and I understand is because I read this letter. I didn't. It didn't really click back then, but now it does. Yeah. That is not because I'm doing something. Is because I'm doing something for the Lord. Mm. I'm doing something. Uh, uh, um, it's like uh, okay. Scott was. Uh, there was a message that was brought, that he brought, um, pretty much about continuation of 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 the church, and all of this. And people can see that, like mm-hmm. this person is doing doing the works of God. To continue this work, right. to continue the church, to continue the gospel, so it doesn't just stop, you know. And that right there encourages people 
that in this in a way that they understand they see they know they hear mm-hmm. that god is still working right you know that god is still working in my life and through my life as well mm-hmm. you know not just because i'm doing something but because what i'm doing is for the grace of his name right so good so good yes sir well guys here in second mass caesar to kind of give us this Big idea, big thought, big takeaway from these first few verses. But I would encourage you guys that maybe if you want to dive more into this portion of Philemon, like I said, at our here at the Healing Place, we just did a series called Masterclass, and a portion of it was what we call How We Act, where Pastor talked for four weeks on just the book of Philemon. And so in the description down below, you guys will actually find a link to his message covering these verses if you want to check that out. Um, but we do want to encourage you guys. How can we encourage you? How can we pray with you? How is this message how is this this bible study that we just did today challenged you today reach out to us media hub at thbstreetport.com or find us on facebook just look for midweek move all right so caesar what's your big takeaway for this portion of scripture my big takeaway is this is an example to us because mm. okay i gave my life to christ started reading the bible started getting you know leaning more and more into you know what god has for me mm-hmm. but the big question remain how am i supposed to look like yeah like while doing this what am i supposed to be doing how am i supposed to be doing it right and this is an example right here mm-hmm. this is it this is a situation between two guys mm-hmm. just you know two guys you and me and this uh this a uh, you know a raw example of how to go about you know, doing certain things in this particular case, you know, uh, addressing a situation that that happened, something that happened, and that many people ask, how do I, how do I come about, you know, solving this? How do I approach this? And this is a plain example of this. Yeah. Let's do it with grace. Word. Let's do it with love. Not everything needs to be cracking of the whip. Mm-hmm. You know, in pretty much all aspects of yeah. our daily life. You know, as a father, as 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 a leader, not everything has to be cracking up the whip. Word. Sometimes uh, a word of love, a word of encouragement is more useful and more fruitful than cracking up a whip. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, join us next week as we're going to get into uh, kind of the harder portion of this whole conversation, uh, dealing with a particular individual named Onesimus. But until then, have a great week.